The MCTS Experience, brought to you by Mercer County Technical Schools. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, like us on Facebook, and listen to the MCTS Experience on Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes. Visit our website at www.mcts.edu. People that come to Mercer County Technical Schools ignite their passion and ignite their career. They take their ability and their passion and their gifts and they unlock them. You're rolling up your sleeves. You're digging into that software. You're repairing that car. You can be on a computer designing your own designs or making your own houses. You get to come and get to engage and have fun and you're hands-on. You're learning something you want to do when you grow up or could help you out in life. See you at the tech school. It's time for the MCTS Experience with Mr. Orr and Mr. Nash. Discover your passion and unlock your future. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, everybody, to the first MCTS Experience podcast. I'm Mr. Orff. And I'm Mr. Nash. And we're very, very glad you guys could join us today. We've got a great show coming up for you. We've got some teacher tips from uh, members of our culinary staff from the Culinary Academy. Uh, one of those teachers is going to uh, light your world on fire, so to speak. <laughs> and uh, we're interviewing one of our students who's already out working. He's got a great apprenticeship, and uh, that's going to get you guys very, very excited. We're going to take your questions later on in a section called Ask MCTS. And uh, I want to tell you a little bit about myself. I'm, uh, I'm a school psychologist, um, but I also do work with our admissions department. Mr. Nash, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, that's uh, exciting to hear, Mr. Orff. You do a lot around here on campus, and, and as well, we're, we're, we do accomplish a lot for the guys and gals we're working with here on the school. I'm the career counselor, OSHA instructor, SkillsUSA advisor, and working paper guru for the district, which just basically means I'm involved with all the academies and share time programs to help gusset and support our young guys and gals as they transition into the, the, the career field of their choice. It's really something we love doing, and and. We, we get a lot of guys and girls uh, plugged into those career fields. You bet. That's our whole mission, really. We get these, get these young people out there working, get them on, a, on the right path. Um, you wear a lot of hats, Mr. Nash. Well, you know, it's, it's something I love to do, and we're passionate about it. And, and seeing students come alive is really what we see here consistently year after year, whether it's academy or share time. Um, finding your passion is something you know that we're big on and and once students find that they take off like a rocket heading into outer space so it's got some exciting stuff that we're looking forward for this year as we unpack it god bless america <laughs> i got a couple of announcements i want to run through uh let's see some some building changes uh if you don't know it already we hope you we hope you young people aren't getting on the wrong bus already but uh the architectural engineering design class is here at cypec 129 bull run road um and conversely, uh, the business technologies class is now at Assenpink, 1085 Old Trenton Road. The STEM Academy is here at SIPEC, um, the entire academy, that is. And last but not least, health occupations that used to be at the Health Careers Center across from Nottingham High School is now located uh, back at Assenpink Center where it used to be. Exciting. It's very exciting, Mr. It's very exciting. I got a little dizzy. Change is uh, good. Making all those announcements Change there. is good. Change is good. We embrace change here. Mm-hmm. It's growth. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Let's see. Uh, oh, we want to wish a big congratulations to Rohan Sharma. Uh, Rohan is a uh, senior this year in the Health Science Academy. Incredible kid. Incredible He's a kid. semi-finalist in the National Merit Scholarship Program, 
And uh, we wish him luck with that. I, I got a good feeling about Ryan. He's a he's a very very bright young man. He's amazing for real. He's yeah, he's dynamic, in, one of a kind. He's involved in like every conceivable activity that the school has to offer. He's a killer student. He's mm-hmm. he's going to be great. He's got a big future. So it's good exciting. good luck in the in the national merits. I, I I've got a couple things on the docket as well, Mister Orf. Uh, Please, I'm not that I don't love school, but we are in fact closed this coming Wednesday. An observation of uh, Rosh Hashanah, which is a Jewish holiday. And uh, at the same time... Yom Kippur, I think, uh, uh, Mr. Nash? Oh, my gosh. How about that? That was the first one, Rosh Hashanah, Day of Atonement. Yes. But, in fact, this Wednesday is Yom Kippur. That's all right. September 19th. Shalom to you, Brother Nash. (laughs) Hey, it happens. Uh, Yeah, this coming Wednesday, we have no school, September 19th, in uh, observation of Rosh Hashanah. Still Yom Kippur. Thank God we can retake this. Yeah. Or we'll just cut that out. That's okay. <laughs> uh, the other exciting component that we have offered within the district is uh, all the moms and dads and students that are entering the world of work. Uh, again, friendly reminder, if you're son or daughter or if you're a student listening, you need working papers, come see me. I process them quickly. I make them color-coded. They're very user-friendly. I've heard war stories about students and working papers. And in fact, it takes me back to my childhood working on Grover's farm and having getting working papers and the secretary used to handle them. Mrs. Van Horn. Oh boy. Three, four weeks to get them done. She was tough, buddy. She was tough. And, and, and you know, what's funny. It spurs me to serve people better because of the experience I had. They got done and Mrs. Van Horn did them, but timely and with a cheerful attitude was not something I experienced as a, a child, and and I put that back into what I do when I do it. Very nice. Yeah, Mr. Nash, I can I can attest. He actually has like several different colored highlighters. He goes through each and every working paper, and uh, and make sure you're signing it in the right spot. Um, one last announcement: back to school night, uh, or we call it we call it family night here at uh, at mm. uh, Mercer County Technical Schools will happen on October 11th. That's a Thursday night at 6 p.m. Um, so young people are welcome to come. Students. Parents, obviously, we want you here. Hey, I have um, a question. Please. While well, somebody's listening to this, can I bring somebody that might be interested in the school? It's kind of like a free way to see what goes on and how it's done, meet some teachers. Is that, is that something that can be Mr. done? Mr. Nash, that's a great idea. We'd, we'd love that. Yeah, you, you don't have to be a student or a parent of a student that's already enrolled. If you're interested in the school, come on down that night. That's right? awesome. Very We've cool. Information sessions coming up, and there'll be more, more, more word about those evening sessions for folks interested in the school coming up down the road. We'll tell you about those. And actually, right now, I think it's time for a, uh, a little station break. And uh, we'll be coming back at you very soon with our Student of the Week. Stay tuned. And now, it's time for Student of the Week! All right, welcome back, everybody. Hey, Student of the Week. We're very, very excited to uh, introduce and announce uh, the Student of the Week. Sheehan Toomey. Um, Sheehan worked with us all summer, and uh, we'll talk about that a little bit, but he's also got some big stuff coming up in his future. Welcome, Sheehan. Nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Glad to have you. So, uh, Mr. Nash, tell us a little bit about historically the the people we hire in the summer. Well, because we're Mercer County Technical Schools and because we offer such a diverse selection of programs that students can engage in, uh, we, we normally hire two students to assist the maintenance staff with various projects within the district on each campus. So two at Assenpink, two at SIPEC, 
And then we also actually hire office interns, uh, two students, one at each campus. So a total of three students on each campus get hired. And we, we seek out really star students in our first-year programs, first-year classes. So normally our short-time programs are two years, and we, we dive into that talent pool late spring in uh, the year and in seeking somebody for a summer worker. So the neat part about it is uh, Sheehan was, was, threw his hat in the ring, and uh, Mr. Cruz and, and myself do the interviews, and we were able to select him and another student named Josh, who's phenomenal as well. And uh, Sheehan started. He he was a county employee. Did all the paperwork. Worked out great. So, Sheehan, what what were some of the things that you did do? Tell our guests. I know you know them, but what were some of the tasks that you did on a daily basis? Um, on a daily basis, uh, we would start off. You know, we actually had a huge task this summer of combining um, the building maintenance shops into one shop. Um, wow! So that was interesting. It was a little difficult, but. Uh, me and Josh worked all day. We worked pretty hard mm-hmm. um, moving, mm-hmm. moving file cabinets over lumber, uh, all this lumber, shop supplies. all this stuff, saws, table saws, drill presses, band wow. saws, all of it. Um, and, and and you didn't do it by yourself. You did it with staff. No, members. of course not. Yeah, we did it. Um, Mr. Cruz, his employees, and me and Josh. Wow, wow. Um, and, aside from that, that was kind of a special project. But day to day, you know, we we would go around to each of the each of the buildings. Um, clean up we were waxing floors um we would break down classrooms take all the chairs out all the tables um mr esau would come in he's a phenomenal waxer that guy (laughs) (laughs) esau's a legend we love him yeah yeah um so yeah you know just doing basic stuff like cleaning out um bathrooms Mm -hmm. yeah It, it was the same but different i'm sure so it was exciting. Mick, what were we going to say? Oh, I also, I noticed you're doing some painting sometimes, right? Yeah, we were, uh, we were painting the new building maintenance shop that became the STEM program. Um, we were painting the floor in there. We were painting the floor in, in the carpentry shop. So, yeah. So, okay. It was, and okay. it's great. And, and to be very clear to our listeners, this is a, this is a paid position. He's, he's one of the county. He's working with the district, which is amazing. And, you know, that's, that's the part where we're always trying to, to land that plane here, whether it's myself as the career counselor or our amazing instructional staff is we want guys and girls to study a particular area and then find employment in that area because that's how you discover your passion and your love. And so let me ask you, Sheehan, did you discover that passion and that love? Um, I think so. I think I'm getting close to it. You know, I am, I'm pretty young, so it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to say, you know, I found process. what I want to do for my whole life, but sure, I think sure. for, for the short term right now, carpentry is definitely what I want to be doing. Nice. Um, and that's and that's a nice segue into your into your your big news, right? right. So so tell us a little bit about um, what happened at the end of the summer. So Mr. Cruz, Mr. Miss, Mrs. Heist to Pew, Heist to Pew, um, they both helped me out a bunch. Um, when a job came to the upper heads, Mr. Cruz made sure that it trickled down to me, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Orf here actually gave me the supervisor's contact info. Um, so I was able to set up an interview with who? Who did you set up an interview? Uh, with? Chris Meckel. With Flansburg Construction. Ooh, Flansburg Construction. That's like a, a contractor in the area, right? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're based out of Hamilton, but they do work all around Mercer County. Um, wow. So I was a little nerve-wracked for the interview, but... Mm. Uh, everybody is. Shan, everybody's nervous for an interview. That shows you care. That's the neat part about it, you know? I mean, if you want something and, and you're nervous, that means that you want to do well. So, and I'm sure you did. So how did it go? Uh, it went It went fantastic. It went fantastic. Um, I found out the... The interview was on a Friday. Found out Monday that I got the job. Wow. Um, I wow. started a couple days before school started, and 
this coming Monday, I should be fully into the CIE program. Mm. So I'm going to be getting on-the-job experience this school year instead of just in the classroom. So, and, and getting paid and getting high school getting credit? Paid, yep. It's pretty sweet. And I'm, I'm going to graduate here still with that uh, building maintenance degree. Excellent. So, wow. That's so, the whole enchilada right there. That's the whole thing. It's right there. And, and CIE, I just always like to say CIE is co-op for anybody listening that Co-op's been around since the beginning of time. It's huge in Europe. It's it's big in the United States. And it's it's a way that once someone has a, a buildable base of skill level and technique and theory, that's what we do. And and to be clear, some schools in Mercer County, which all the sending schools, all the home schools are fantastic. We love them. They, they enjoy working with us. But Mercer County Technical Schools is the only school that your son or daughter could work for a contractor, uh, an architectural firm, uh a professional kitchen, and the list goes on and on. Princeton BMW. I mean, I'm just thinking of things. It's it's important for people to know these opportunities are exclusive, not because it's us or the, the email came to us. It's because Department of Education regulates what type of internship a student can be involved with. And because of Sheehan's training here his first year, and because he, he performed at an exceptional level, earned an A or B or higher, solid attendance, great work ethic, and might I add, He's an OSHA graduate, OSHA 10-hour general health. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Mr. Nash. <laughs> oh, I teach that, but I love it. But that's the neat part, everybody. So if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, that sounds really cool. My son or daughter loves fill in the blank. Assign that to a program that we offer. Provided your son and daughter comes here and, and really gives their 100% for a year straight for a single-year program, that unlocks the next step, which enables them to be uh, potentially selected by an employer for them to come in and say, hey, I've got an incredible opportunity to work. If they work junior summer, we can parlay that into a co-op experience. And the opportunities really pre- present themselves consistently. Yeah. So, yeah, so that wouldn't have, none of this would have come your way, Sheen, if you weren't such a, didn't do such a good job last year and, and such a good and over the summer. I wanted it. I wanted it. So I came and got it. Good day. Awesome. Good on you, man. That's great, man. A That's feather in your cap. Exciting. So you officially start CIE on Monday. You've completed all the paperwork. You and I have done that prior to the show today, right here, right now. And that's an exciting component. You're our first student out on CIE for this uh, 2018-2019 school year. So congratulations. Whoop, whoop. Thus making you student of the week. Student <laughs> of the you. week. Congratulations, Shin Toomey, your student of the week. Thank you very much. We're going to have a little teacher tips coming up next, so stay with us. A lot of good stuff coming your way from the MCTS experience. We don't stop learning after the bell rings. Guess what? It's time for teacher tips. Hey, this is Mr. Orff. I'm here with Ms. LaFleur, who is the head of our baking and dining department. Um, Ms. LaFleur has been with the district for 18 years. Uh, she is beloved by students and faculty and parents. And she's got our teacher tip of the week. Hi, everybody. Well, we're coming into the fall season. What's everybody like during the fall season? Quick breads. We do quick breads here in our bake shop, pumpkin bread, banana bread, cranberry bread, and it's easy to make. Two bowls, dry in one, wet in the other, mix together, place in your pan, and bake. Quick to make, quick to bake. That's our tip of the week. Good luck on your bread. This is Chip from Business Technology, and you are listening to the MCTS Experience. Knowledge is power. It's time for Ask MCTS. Hey, Ask MCTS. So the first question on Ask MCTS 
comes to us. This actually came from our feedback slash questions line on our website. I want to make an announcement. When you have questions in the future, you can also ask them at our Twitter account or our Facebook account. Um, both of those are at MCTSNJ, MCTSNJ, at MCTSNJ, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. we got all that great stuff now, so please keep getting involved in that. Take a look at it all. The question comes from a parent. I'm going to leave the parent's name out, um, but it says, how can my son visit your school? Look, this is probably the number one question that we field within just interacting with parents and students and just in general. And and Mick, to be honest with you, the, hands down, the number one thing that somebody wants to do is obviously after going to the website and saying, oh, wow, they offer that program or somebody in the guidance office at homeschool share something is you want to get up here and visit. And that starts very simply. It's not complicated. It's not hard. There's not days that only you can come. All you got to do is call the admissions office at 609-737-9785. Extension 4444. That number again. 609-737-9785. Extension 4444. And and once you start to communicate with the admissions department, they're going to be able to listen and understand your area of interest and then plug you into how you exactly unpack it. But as a a student that went here, and, and I don't know if anybody knows this listening to this, but I went to the district... Uh, 30 years ago, I was a West Windsor South student. Um, I was a decent student when I applied myself, but I really wasn't interested. The best thing I did was I came up and visit, and I, I give thanks to my guidance counselor, Dave DeVito. I'm sure he's retired by now, but you know how you know those people in your life that made an impact? Dave DeVito sat, sat down and spoke with me like he did with all the students that were under his care, and he said, you know, Dave, what are you really excited about? What are you passionate about? Because I'm not sensing that you're thriving in a particular class here. Like, you're doing well. You're not a bad student. You're not... You know, you're not in the principal's office, but what do you love? And and here's what it boiled down to. I love to use my mind and my hands. I love to take things apart, put things back together. I love to get passionate about, in, in my case, it was automobiles, cars, motorcycles, dirt bikes, things like that. And uh, I, I came up here on a visit, and I wasn't sure I was going to get myself into, but he put it into a light that, that really struck a chord with me when I was 14 years old. And he said, look, just because your brothers went to college doesn't mean that that's the same avenue that you have to take. There's trade-based uh, trade school or trade school. There's amazing programs in community college and four-year college that have to do with the area of interest that you have. There could be military or it could be just a career position with upward mobility. All four of those pathways, and everybody listening to this knows someone that has been successful on all four of those pathways. And that's why it's not a one-size-fits-all. And we're hearing that more and more and more in society nowadays where people do feel like it's one-size-fits-all, they're 24 through 28. They're 32. They have immense amounts of student debt, and they're not passionate about what they went to school for. So we're not saying everybody should come here for a visit or everybody should come to school here, but there's a larger contingent of students that often say to myself and you, Mick, I don't know if you ever heard this. I, I hear it from kids all the time. I, I would totally come here. I didn't know about this. Or So how can I learn more? And the answer is come take a visit, call this phone number, go for it. We want to meet you. We want you to want to be here. We'd rather have you come visit and know that you're psyched about the place, Mm. the truth of the matter is. Also, I just want to clarify when uh, producer Nick was waving at me, when I read that question, that question was from a a parent who had a son, but uh, we want to to have the daughters come visit. That that goes without saying. Yeah, son or daughters. Obviously. Thank you very much. Um, Good. Our next uh, next segment is going to be our featured guest. Very exciting. We want you to meet him. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
Hey, you, come here. Come here. Check it out. They're in our school. They're in our community. They're around the corner. Welcome, our featured guest. Welcome back. It's time for our featured guest. We're very excited to have this gentleman with us, Greg Ritz. That's spelled H-R-H-I-T-Z. Well, there's a lot of lot of uh, consonants in there, but it's not that. It's H-R-I-T-Z. I, I inverted those, uh, those, <laughs> those consonants. My apologies. My name is often misspelled and mispronunciated as well. Earlier in the, uh, early in the podcast, Dave inverted a, uh, a holiday. So, uh, Welcome to the club. Young Glad to Pippa have you here, Greg. Rosh Hashanah. My pleasure. Uh, Greg Ritz, we're, we're very delighted to have you with us. Uh, Greg, is the, uh, Greg is the general manager uh, of the Haldeman family of dealerships. That's uh, Haldeman Ford, Subaru, and Lexus. Well, actually, I'm the general manager of uh, Haldeman Ford and Subaru. Uh, Dave Doherty is the general manager of our Lexus organization. Oh, that's that's great to know. See that? All right. Very good. So 67% of the Haldeman family of dealerships, <laughs> perhaps. Is that right? Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for correcting me, because we do want to get the proper information out there. Well, if to be entirely accurate, um, the general manager oh, boy. of our East Windsor store, our Ford store, our other, other Ford store mm-hmm. on, on Route 130, his name is J.R. Batriel. Okay. Everybody writing this down? Because this is where you're going to send your <laughs> this resume. This is a test. Yeah. I'm giving a test at the end of this podcast. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Greg, thank you very much for being with us. My pleasure. Um, so we have had our school, Mercer County Technical Schools, has had an amazing relationship uh, with Haldeman for a long, 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 long time. Absolutely. And I'm going to let Dave uh, shoot over here and ask some questions. Well, I mean, the reality is, is... The, the Haldeman organization has been a prevalent dealership in the community, and with that, we've had a tremendous amount of technicians and people internally go to the body shop and the parts department and sample their start their career, in essence, with the automotive industry with Haldeman and the Haldeman family. And how long has the organization been around? Teach us. Uh, this, is the, uh, this is the first store, uh, and it was started by Allen and a gentleman by the name of John Kennedy. It was known as Kennedy Haldeman Ford. Mm. And it was started in 1975. Uh, this was formerly known as McCafferty Ford. Uh, mm. It was a store built by Ford Motor Company for, for McCafferty. And McCafferty ended up moving across the river. Mm-hmm. And, yes. Uh, yes. and Alan Haldeman and John Kennedy bought this. Uh, Alan uh, said goodbye to John and bought him out maybe four years after that, which would have been 1979, 1980-ish. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm, pro- I'm close. And I came on board. Uh, in the in the early part of 1981. Okay, so you you've been with the organization a long, long time. Did you I come have. on as GM? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, I came. I answered an ad. <laughs> um, no experience necessary. Sell cars. Uh, make forty thousand dollars your first year. That was kind of how the ad went. Yeah. Uh, I was a college graduate. I graduated from the University of Dayton. Uh, matter of fact, I grew up only one mile from this particular location here on, wow, on in wow. Mercerville. Um, I came back to town and I started to go on job recruiting situations and tried to find a job in my field, which was marketing. I wanted to sell computers and I was being offered uh, wages that I thought were substandard relative to the amount of education that I had. Yes. M- more importantly, the amount of expense that I that my family incurred sending me to college, there was no way in the world uh, that I was going to be able to pay that back given the wage they were starting me at, which mm-hmm. is kind of a familiar theme that you hear today oh, yeah. when kids take on all this debt load and, you know, they, they enter a job and, you know, they can't, they can't find their way out. Yeah. So I experienced a little some of that. So that's how I got started in the car business. I started selling cars as a rookie. You must have been very good at it. Well, I wasn't the best car salesman, I mean, in terms of volume, but uh, 
but I moved on to uh, to pick up leasing, and leasing was in, in its infancy in those days, and mm. and uh, I did pretty well in that area. And then I always had a hankering for trucks, and uh, we've developed a pretty good truck location right here. And uh, I think I was maybe on the sales force for maybe five years until uh, until Alan uh, Haldeman asked me if I would be interested in being the general manager. Uh, he sent me to a school. It's called the Dealer Candidate Academy, run by NADA. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got right some, I got a quick mm-hmm. one year's education on uh, on on how an automobile store works and all the ins and outs. And I took it to heart, and here I am. Good for you. That's a really thirty six awesome years. Story. That's an amazing story. Yeah. It's it's so it it's so unique to to you and who you are. But yet, it resonates with so many other people in the industry where they started at a particular mom and pop store and went one direction and shifted gears to another. And that's what we want to see and share with the moms and dads maybe listening to this podcast, where you could start at a local dealer, a local store, a local franchise, and really unpack your your career. I mean, Mercer County Community College has a dynamic automotive program at it where you could graduate from our school and transcend right into the automotive program. Or maybe you want to get into the business side of it and and unlock just similar to what Greg did in terms of studying and, and provide opportunity on the sales force or on the, the community outreach or whatever elements you have internally inside here and, and as well as other dealers. No question. And and it has been a great partnership. And I do want to say that um, we partner with, uh, with the community college uh, v- most significantly for selfish reasons. We need staff. We need mm. people that want to mm. be in the automobile business. I've been screaming that song for I can't tell you how long, and it's very, very difficult to find people that want to enter the retail automobile business. And I have to tell you this, I don't understand it because it's extremely rewarding, and it doesn't require a tremendous amount of education to earn a significant dollar. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. The ROI is, is pretty high. Significantly high. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just curious, Greg, could someone come in not necessarily as a salesperson? Could somebody come in working – you know, an uh, uh, entry-level job in the parts department or something like that, and then uh, work their way up to different different avenues throughout you, the organization. You mean like I did? Yes, exactly. <laughs> the answer exactly. is yes. But you, you came in as, as sales, and I'm just thinking of other, other areas. Yeah, in the have place. you ever, in the history of the organization, to the best of your knowledge, or, or, or other stories, not limited to Haldeman, but have you ever heard somebody starting in parts and falling in love with it to the point where they want to transcend as, say, service director or... Does does the spider web connect to different departments and allow? It it does. Uh, I'll give you a, a, most of the transition uh, administratively starts in sales. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. However, um, our body shop manager is a perfect example mm. of somebody transitioning from department to bar, to department. He was an associate in our fleet department, uh, and he worked uh, he worked with a guy by the name of Dean, who's our current fleet manager. And he was worked in an, in an administrative capacity, answering the phone and doing dealer trades, you know, getting cars from other mm-hmm. dealers. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, he had chutzpah. I mean, this, this guy had a personality. He communicated very well with his customer. And, and you could tell that there was just something about Sparkle, him if that, you would. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I could cultivate this individual and throw some things at him, and he was up for the task. Excellent. He's currently our body shop manager, mag- manages our collision center that does um, maybe three or four million dollars worth of business a year. So it's a significant wow. endeavor that wow. he's responsible for. And he has a nice family and he has two children and he lives in Hamilton and he and he's, uh, you know, he we're, we're, we're happy for him and, and, and he appreciates the opportunity. 
That's, wow, that's a perfect. It's great. So you know, maybe it's a, a mom or dad or a student or, or a brother or sister listening and say, "Boy, I love to take things apart and put things back together." Well, obviously, that, that's going to align them to say, think maybe they want to be a technician and, and get on the floor or be a service writer. Or, you know, but there's so much within a dealership that it it's not only and, and the neat part to hear Greg unpack it is it's just not sales staff. It's just not parts. It's not service. Hey, it's body shop. It's title clerk. It's dealer trade. It's wholesale. It's, it's accounting. It, it, it's accounting. accounting. Yeah. I mean, it's a monster. It sounds like the common thread, though, in, in that success maybe is a little bit of drive, like like you had, Greg. No question. No yeah. question. Um, we can teach a lot of things. We can teach the technical aspect of how to change a transmission. Um, what we can't teach, what we try to, what we can't teach is somebody that has the drive to want to do it and pay attention and do it correctly and do it efficiently so that they can earn the income that they need to earn. Wonderful. A lot of that's on them. Great. Um, I know your time is precious, so I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to keep you here much longer. But can I ask you just a couple more questions? Um, this is more geared towards our students. What are you looking for when you, uh, whether it is whether it is an entry level job or or somebody uh, more in an administrative capacity? What are you looking for in an interview? What do you What, what do you want to see when you're going to hire somebody? Well, let's break it down to a couple different jobs, if we could. Please. Let's talk about uh, a, a technician. Uh, a technician needs to have some basic mechanical aptitude. We will send that individual to school. Um, Ford Motor Company offers schools or Subaru, Subaru. offers schools. Mm-hmm. Yes. Both mm-hmm. are under our umbrella. And we will train that individual and bring him along. Uh, there are um, there are entry-level technicians, and then it, once you graduate from an entry-level position, you become what's known as a flat rate technician where the job pays X regardless of the amount of time that it takes you to mm-hmm. perform that job. That way we can provide consistent billing to our customer. Okay. And they're not, they're not exposed to someone that may take an hour to do a job that only, takes a, that only pays a half an hour, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're looking for somebody who has technical, um, technical uh, aptitude, if you will. Now, on the sales side, I don't necessarily need technical aptitude. What I really need is a smile on somebody's face and a warm personality. Mm -hmm. Uh The rest of the product knowledge and all that we can teach. We can't teach being nice to somebody. We can show them what that looks like, but if, but somebody, but if somebody has inherently a good personality, then that's really all you need. Yeah. We can train the rest. Wow. That's great. That's awesome. And then parts say like in regards to the parts department, order, structure, neatness, you feel good when it's clean and tight. There's uh, no question. Okay. When it's clean and tight, it makes it a whole lot easier to find the part and service yeah. the technician. Yes. Yes, but sir. in the parts department, we have to remember that also we have customers that come into the parts department and buy things. So we still need that smile mm-hmm. on your face there to you make go. that customer feel warm yes. and fuzzy. Yes, of course. Fantastic. All right. This is great. One last question just for fun. Yes. Tell us the, the worst uh, interview you ever saw. Yes. The, the biggest mistakes you ever saw somebody make. Um, Just for the guys and girls well, to, to I've, hear it. I've, I've seen a lot of them. I've had somebody to come in to interview for a position to sell automobiles. Now, bear in mind, when you're going to sell an automobile, you have to look like you're going to represent the company and represent the brand. Let's take Subaru, for example. There's a lot of people that come in that are relatively upscale, that, are, that this new brand mm-hmm. is really making its, making its way in the world. Mm-hmm. Don't come in with dungarees and sneakers with your hat <laughs> on backwards. It's not going to fly. Right. And always remember to bring a pen. Be prepared. I mean, okay. look the part, dress the part, and uh, that'll go a long way. That's great. 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 Um, Greg, you have been absolutely outstanding. Thank you so My much pleasure. for joining us. You're, you're the best guest we've ever had on the show. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs>
That about wraps it up for this week's episode of the MCTS Experience. Uh, Mr. Nash, any final thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was a great way that we could start to unravel, you know, the mystery that we often hear from parents and students and people in the community of, man, I, I didn't know you guys offered that or I didn't know this program existed. And and we're just looking forward to unpacking uh, the various opportunities we have, whether it's a, a career-based employment or a program offered or these tech tips. All it's so neat for the community to finally hear who we are and what we're doing on a broader scale, a wider scale. Couldn't agree more. So join us next time. We've got plenty of good stuff coming at you next time on the MCTS Experience. Um, guys, uh, listen to us on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes. Share this information with a friend. Tell a friend about it. Tell your friend about our school, MCTS, Mercer County Technical Schools. Check out our website, www.mcts.edu. We're on uh, Instagram, at MCTSNJ. Twitter, same tagline, at MCTSNJ. And Facebook, of course. Um, we're going to see you next time. We, uh, we hope uh, you join us and bring a lot of friends around, okay? Um, I my thanks to Janice LaFleur, Chip Frischella, Sheehan Toomey, and Nick MacGyver-Sikowski. <laughs> Until next time, uh, this is Mr. Orff. This is Mr. Nash. Discover your passion. And unlock your future. <laughs>